androids and astronauts, robots and AI, you are now tuned in to the Disney Holic Show. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Disney Holic Show. That's Jen Diz. And that's Mike TV. The future is now. Today we'll be sharing Tomorrowland themed history, games, stories, and future design concepts almost entirely scripted by artificial intelligence. I love this futuristic theme we have going on lately, Mike. It Let's is keep it up. The so the future is keep... now yeah. a Tomorrowland themed episode. Yes, that's right. So today we're going to talk about something really interesting, a language model called ChatGPT. Yes, I am excited to learn more about this. I've heard the name before, but I'm not really sure what it is or what it does. Well, it's a pretty complex technology, but we'll do our best to explain it in simple terms. Basically, ChatGPT is a type of artificial intelligence, and it can understand and generate human-like language. So something that I think Walt Disney would love. It's a tool that can be used anything to answer questions, generate text, or even have conversations. Wow, that sounds super futuristic. So how does it work? Well, it's called deep learning. That's the actual technique. And it involves training a neural network on a large data set of text. So basically a computer. In the case of ChatGPT, the data set is made up of billions of words, all coming from the internet, books, and a bunch of other sources. Okay, well, I guess I can make some sense of that. But what kinds of things can GPT or ChatGPT actually do? Well, it can't send messages like the text message that I just got, but it can talk back to you. So <laughs> the possibilities are endless. For example, you might ask ChatGPT a question like, hey, what's the weather today? And you probably already do that now with like Alexa or Siri. But ChatGPT is going to give you a very detailed answer on the latest forecast through uh, text where you're typing into the computer. Or it might even give you a prompt or it might even respond to a prompt. So let's say you say, write a story about a princess and a dragon, which is a very Disney-holic thing to ask. And then it'll generate a complete story and it'll sound like it was actually written by a human. That's super impressive. So how accurate is ChatGPT? I mean, can it really understand the nuances of the human language? Well, it's not perfect. It is a robot, but it is pretty good. Some people have used it to generate text that's almost indistinguishable from something a human might write. Of course, wow. it is important to remember that chat GPT is just a machine, so it doesn't have emotions or the ability to truly understand the world in the way that humans do. So not sentient yet. Not sentient. Just, it's not vision. It's not that. Ultron yet. Right. <laughs> Got it. So what are some practical applications of ChatGPT? Yes. So businesses are trying to look into this to figure out what they could do with it. One of the ways that we probably already experience it now is by automating customer service or even generating marketing content. Researchers could even use it for analyzing large amounts of text and find patterns. So it could even help the medical world and the science world. And then individuals like us can use it for all sorts of creative projects or even writing stories, composing music and writing scripts. 
Okay, that's pretty fascinating. And I can definitely see why chat GPT, chat GPT has got a ring. I need to fix that in my mouth. Chat GPT is such an exciting technology. It's one of the most interesting developments in AI in recent years. Who knows? Maybe one day we'll see chat GPT creating its own Disney stories, helping us design new, attract, design new attractions, or maybe helping, helping us script out podcast episodes. Absolutely. Let's do it. Well, now I think it is time for us to take it even a next step. So we talked about how chat GPT can be used for all things like creative things. But what about Disneyland? Like what does chat GPT? I can't say it either. How it's would hard, it right? How would it be applied to Disneyland? Like how would Disneyland use chat GPT? Well, one example of that is creating a chatbot that could interact with people, let's say on Genie Plus or on your Disney app that you already have or your Play app. It could probably interact with you there. It can also um, do everything from being your virtual assistant. So like imagine combining Alexa with Genie Plus, and I already know at the Disney resorts, they have been putting Alexa in those rooms. So that's something there. Let's even say it could guide you on an interactive scavenger hunt with your Magic Band Plus to help solve puzzles. <gasps> Stop. And scatter this throughout the park, basically creating immersive, more immersive experiences. I think overall, it could have the potential to significantly enhance the guest experience at Disneyland with this personal recommendation engine and creating all of these unique experiences. All right. You had me at convenience and scavenger hunt. So yeah, thanks for explaining chat GPT to me. Uh, I feel like I learned a whole lot. You're welcome, Jen. It's always fun to talk about the latest tech developments, especially when they are writing this script. What? That is so what? crazy. I can't even tell when I'm talking or if I'm reading off the script that G <laughs> Chat GPT wrote for us. I wonder if our listeners can even distinguish the difference, Jen. Yes, I would like to know, actually. I wonder if there's a way we could find out from a few of you if you knew we were reading off a script just now. <laughs> So what is so a, crazy? A provided script by ChatGPT. ChatGPT. It's crazy. So we we asked uh, the machine to write us the introduction for this episode explaining ChatGPT. And so that's where that came out of our mouths. Um, it was kind of fun. It was a little bit clunky, but it was interesting seeing that it can more or less replicate like how we banter. I love it. And there were like little parts that we skipped over, which are even more fitting if if it had like the timing of it was aligned, which it wasn't because we had done an intro already, but it even started, welcome to the podcast, Jen. Today we are going to talk about ChatGPT. Like it literally <laughs> no. leads you in. Like you don't need to do a single thing, no fingers to lift. It just figured it all out for us. It's so it's nuts. pretty crazy. So in the um, spirit of Carousel of Progress and Tomorrowland and Walt Disney's vision of the future, we're going to do the rest of this episode in segments that were written for us by ChatGPT. But we'll also stop and talk about how that went because I have a feeling it might not be perfect because it is a robot after all. So some of the segments that are coming up on this show will do the history of Tomorrowland as told by scientists from 1923. That's very specific. I'm very excited about that. We also have a sci-fi <laughs> horror story for you all about two Imagineers trapped in Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters. We'll have a Carousel of Progress game. We're also going to ask the AI to armchair Imagineer Tomorrowland for us, 
which is going to be weird and fun. Then we have the history <laughs> of extraterrestrial alien encounter, uh, which is a defunct ride at Magic Kingdom's Tomorrowland. And then lastly, we're going to have ChatGPT tell us what a Captain EO reboot in 2023 could be like. So here we go. Let's see what our show looks like as scripted by chat GPT, starting with the history of Tomorrowland as told by scientists from the year 1923. All right. Welcome back to the Disney Holic show. I'm Jen. And today we have a special segment for all of our Disneyland fans. Today, we will be taking a trip back into time to 1923 to learn about the history of Tomorrowland from the perspective of anthropologists and scientists. Mike, what do you think would be the most fascinating aspect of learning about Tomorrowland from this point of view? Well, just imagine the excitement and wonder that scientists and anthropologists would have felt seeing Tomorrowland for the very first time. They're experts in their field. They probably know how to understand and appreciate all of the advancements that are coming and attractions and rides, all the unique things that they would see. Exactly. So let's start with the opening of Tomorrowland in 1955 then. One of the first things that stood out to scientists would have been the Space Mountain attraction. It was a groundbreaking ride that simulated a roller coaster through space. It was so ahead of its time and gave guests a thrilling experience they never had before. And the scientists probably would have been amazed by the advanced technology used to create Space Mountain. They would have been able to appreciate those intricate mechanics and how it was all brought together to create such a unique and exciting experience. Definitely. Another notable attraction that opened in 1955 was a Disneyland Alweg monorail. This was a cutting-edge transportation system that transported guests from Tomorrowland to Fantasyland and back. The scientists would have been interested in the te- in the technology behind the monorail, as well as how it's a sign of the future of transportation. Ooh, that's what Walt wanted, right? right? Uh, it's interesting to think about the monorail specifically as a glimpse to the future. For those scientists, they would have seen the ride as things like efficient, safe, convenient, and would have been able to see the potential for monorails to become a major mode of transportation for all of us in the future. Another landmark attraction in Tomorrowland, actually, was the Adventure Through Inner Space, which is one of my favorites, just saying. It opened in 1967, and this ride took guests on a journey through microscopic world of an atom. The scientists would have been fascinated with the idea of exploring the unseen world of atoms, as well as how technology was, cu- was used to create such an immersive experience for the guests. Let's not forget about the other fan favorite, Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. Raise the roof. Whoop, whoop, whoop. So that opened in 1975. It was described as a slow-moving train that gave guests a tour of Tomorrowland while they relax and enjoy the view. So I think the scientists would have appreciated the innovative design of this ride as well and how it allowed people to see Tomorrowland in a unique way. Absolutely. And when we consider the cultural impact of Tomorrowland, we can see how it was a representation of the future and what society aspired to achieve. The anthropologists would have also been able to see how the attractions and rides reflected the values and beliefs of the time, as well as how it helped shape the future. Ah, and even today, Tomorrowland continues to be a place where people come to experience some version of the future, 
and imagine what's possible. It's truly magical and inspiring, and we're lucky to have such a rich history to learn from. Well, that wraps up the segment for today, folks. <laughs> That's very Warner Brothers. Um, I hope you enjoyed learning about the history of Tomorrowland from the perspective of anthropologists and scientists. <laughs> and we're back. So that was a segment that ChatGPT wrote for us. And we read it. We learned a thing or two about Tomorrowland. I guess from the point of view of people in 1923, how was that? It was pretty cool. Um, there was a lot of <laughs> a lot of wrong information though. Was and there? It made oh my god, that's realize, hilarious. Like that those banners that we were all complaining about that Disneyland had printed and done incorrectly. I wonder if ChatGPT created them because Oh my goodness. Well ChatGPT refers to the internet. The, so, right? Yeah. They also said Monorail opened in nineteen fifty five on those banners as well as in here, which is interesting. Not true, which is hilarious. That is funny. What else yeah. did, did you notice might be off? Um, so let's see. I think 75 was right for the people over. 67 is for sure right for inner, inner space. Um, they also said the first thing they would notice in 1955 when Tomorrowland opened was Space Mountain, which is definitely Oh, that's not... so funny. <laughs> yeah. 1971. Um, and then I... I might be tripping and I need to double check myself and I'm sure a million of you out there already know this, but I don't think the monorail just went from Fantasyland to Tomorrowland ever. I'm pretty sure it always went to Disneyland Hotel to Tomorrowland, Like right? always a loop, right? It's always yeah. been a loop. Yeah, I agree. But I not just so. in the park, I don't think. Because they had the Moonliner train that did that, but I think the monorail always went to to the hotel. If people mover, let's say people mover at Disneyland or Magic Kingdom, could actually drop you off somewhere like the monorail and had more than one station, where would you want that to go? The people mover? Yeah. Huh. I love it in Tomorrowland. I think, gosh, I don't know. I'd want to just keep it in Tomorrowland probably. You know what? It would be cool if it dropped you off at another fun transportation, like if they brought the Skyway buckets back because it kind of oh, looks similar. Oh, like a transfer Drop station. Drop you off there and you could hop off, get on a Skyliner or the um, Skyway back in Disneyland days. That would be cool. Um, and also now that I'm saying it out loud, 1975 seems way too late for the people mover, right? <laughs> it seems weird. It seems weird because we did ask uh, for Disneyland specifically. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have to double check that too. But this is also way. another um, interesting fact out there for others who are also fascinated with AI, specifically ChatGPT. So earlier we described it as something that has to learn, and you know the own, the admin has to teach the machine. And so ChatGPT right now, the beta that's launched by Microsoft that you could sign up for, is only it has only been educated up to September twenty twenty one. And so the AI doesn't know anything that has happened after September. That was when you told me that I was like, what? What do you mean? It's so weird. Yeah, because I thought it just constantly learns. But it turns out you have to feed it. Feed the beast. Feed the beast. Feed the beast. So speaking of beasts, let's get a little bit horrific here. So the next uh, segment that was written for us by the chat GPT AI, we asked it to give us a or to write a sci-fi horror story about two Imagineers trapped in Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters 
and it gave us a script for us to do. So we're going to do a little radio show horror uh, segment for you here. All right. And we have two characters, Joe and Lucy. And are you going to read Joe? Oh, yeah. I will read for Joe. You'll read Lucy. And then I'll also play the part of the script narrator for us. Narrator. Okay, great. All right. Here we go. Interior Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters Daytime. Two Disney Imagineers, Joe and Lucy, are working on the maintenance of Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters at Disneyland. The ride is supposed to be closed, but they wanted to finish their work and head home. Suddenly, the ride starts moving and the lights go out. What's happening? Why are we moving? The ride must have been activated remotely. We need to get out of here. They try to open the doors, but they're locked. They try their radios, they're not working. Suddenly, the ride starts to change. The walls become dark and eerie, and the strange noises start to fill the air. This isn't right. The ride isn't supposed to be like this, Lucy. We need to find a way out before something terrible happens. (gasps) They start to move through the ride, trying to find a way out. As they move, they encounter strange creatures and obstacles that they have never seen before. They realize that the ride has become a real-life horror experience. What if we're trapped in here forever? We can't think like that. We have to keep moving and find a way out. Suddenly, they come across a control room. They try to use the controls to shut down the ride and escape, but they realize that the controls have been hacked. They are trapped, and the ride is controlled by a mysterious entity. We have to find another way out. They continue to move through the ride, encountering more and more obstacles. They start to lose hope, and fear starts to take over. Suddenly, they hear a voice. You will never escape. This ride is now mine. Who are you? Why have you trapped us in here? I am a being from another dimension, and I have taken control of this ride. You will never leave. Joe and Lucy realize they are not only trapped in the ride, but they are also trapped with a supernatural entity. They must find a way to defeat this entity and escape before it's too late. We have to use our imaginations. We're Imagineers. We can make a plan. Right. We have to use our knowledge and the park to outsmart this entity. We know every inch of this ride, every sound, and every light. We can use that to our advantage. And we also have a secret weapon, Buzz Lightyear. We can use the Buzz Lightyear animatronics (laughs) throughout the ride to distract the entity and defeat it. And we can use our imagination to create a new story for the ride, one where we defeat the entity and escape. They start to put their plan into action. They use their imaginations to create a new story for the ride, one where they defeat the entity and escape. They activate the Buzz Lightyear animatronic and use them to distract the entity. The entity is caught off guard, and they are able to use this opportunity to defeat it. We did it! We defeated the entity! And we escaped the ride! Suddenly, the lights come back on and the ride returns to its normal state. The doors open and they escape, finding themselves back in Disneyland. They are greeted by the real Buzz Lightyear, who has been looking for them. Good job, Space Rangers! You defeated the entity and saved the ride! 
You're true heroes! Joe and Lucy smile, knowing that they use their imaginations and creativity to overcome an impossible situation. They're forever changed by their experience and are grateful to have had the opportunity to use their imaginations in a real-life adventure. Fade to black, the end. <laughs> well, there we go, another one. <laughs> it was a little radio oh God, show. That was uh, a really great entity voice. It was scary. Thank you. <laughs> On the spot, ad lib. Like, I should be an improv theater. Just I like... kind of forgot what buzz sound like. So that was like a buzz Woody combo. <laughs> you, Cowboy. Have, you came in so strong and then you got the twang. And I'm like, oh, buzz light, you're like southern now. <laughs> Good oh. job, Space Rangers. That was hilarious. So I was actually really impressed with... The fact that a chat GPT even knows what an Imagineer is. So they like yeah. put together some stuff like, oh, we know like every animatronic and all the lights and sounds used in this ride. Like, that's pretty cool. Um, however, they did start the female off as a damsel in distress. Oof. So even chat GPT. Uh, is... Lucy. Lucy is no damsel in distress. <laughs> Girl, she is not. Thank you very much. That was funny, though, to see. <laughs> even... <laughs> Even in AI, women are still shame <laughs> looked at in a certain way. All right. So next segment, this is a game so everybody can play along. And what we asked uh, the machine to spit out for us this time, we said, hey, can you write a script for a radio show? Mike and Jen, it's a game that listeners will play along with, with interactive portions. And then we asked the game to be based on Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress to fit this Tomorrowland-themed episode. So we're going to jump into that script. Uh, definitely play along. Yeah! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the radio game show starring Mike and Jen. Today's game is based on Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress, one of the most beloved attractions at Disneyland. That's right, Jen. Today's game is called the progress of time. And it's all about how technology has changed our lives over the years. We are going to take you on a journey through the, the decades, starting in the 1920s and ending in present day. Hey, listeners, we also want you to play along. So we'll be asking trivia questions related to technology and the way it's evolved over time. The first person to call in with the correct answer will win a prize. Are you ready to play? Side note, don't you wish we really had a live radio show where people could call so in? Wish. That could be fun, but we'll play along. All right. Let's start with the 1920s. Back then, what was the most popular form of communication? Oh, those, those phone lines are... Oh my gosh, we did ringing. get a phone line. They're ringing. Oh, wait, that's just me. Okay, speaking of phones, phones weren't actually as advanced as they are now. People used telegrams to communicate with each other in the 1920s. Ah, that's correct. Now, let's move on to the 1930s. Can you guess what the biggest technological advancement of that decade was? Do, 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 do. Let's give some time for them to answer. I don't see the answer on this script. <laughs> <laughs> So funny, ChatGPT didn't give us an answer. So we're going to right over it. move on to the 1940s. Can you guess what the <laughs> biggest technological advancement in the world of transportation was during the decade of 1940s? 
Give some time. Okay, I have a guess. guess. All right. So the 1940s saw the introduction of the first commercial jetliner, the De Havilland Comet. So let's move on to the 1950s. Can you guess what was the first video game that was invented during this decade? Okay, I didn't even know this one. The first video game was called Tennis for Two, and it was created by physicist Willie Higginbotham in 1958. Oh, wow, that sounds like a wizard from Harry Potter. (laughs) Tennis for Two. Is that Pong? Or like an old version of Pong? An old version of Pong. Maybe. I'm going off script here. Sorry. Okay. So let's move on to the 1960s. Can you guess what was the first commercially available computer during this decade? Buzzing in. The first commercially available computer was the IBM System 360. That's right, Jen. And now we have a caller on the line. Let's see if they got it right, too. And they did, and they win a prize. IBM system is correct. All right, are you ready for the 1970s? Can you guess? Yeah, let's do it. What was the first home video game console? Console? (laughs) Why did I say it like that? What was the first video game console (laughs) that was released during the 1970s? So the first video game console of the 1970s was actually the Magnavox Odyssey. Magnavox Odyssey. Let's see if this caller got it right. They did. They get a prize. Now, Magnavox Odyssey, I had not heard of that before. Me either. I'm pretty sure I've always thought it was Magnavox instead of Vox. (laughs) I'm trying to think. I can picture them as they gave them out as prizes a lot. Magnavox on like Price is Right. Wheel of Fortune, Double Dare. <laughs> yeah, tear, I know it somehow, and right? I'm like, I don't know why or where. Uh, okay, back to this crazy AI game show script. Okay, let's move to the 1980s, Jen. Can you guess what was the first mobile mobile <laughs> phone? The first mobile phone that was invented during the 1980s. Well, it had to be the Motorola, <laughs> and it's called the Motorola Dynatac 8000X. Wow, I did not know that existed. And what? Ha- uh oh. Oh, you guys gotta hold the phone because speaking of technology. <laughs> My headphones just <laughs> plopped out. So, um, what the heck happened to Motorola? Is it still around? I don't know. I don't know. Motorola, aren't they the ones that do the blueberry or whatever it's called? What's the. <laughs> Blackberry? Pearl? Blackberry. Blueberry. <laughs> Blueberry, blueberry. Um, is it? Or was that just called Motorola, Blackberry? Motorola two-way pager. Razors. I think that a razor <laughs> Razors, was yeah. the chocolate. Chocolate. No, LG. I had the chocolate. Oh. I had it. It was very cool for its time. All right, back to the automated script. Let's move on to the 1990s. Can you guess what was the first commercially available web browser that was invented during this decade? So this is another one I did not know, but the first commercially available web browser was Mosaic, which was later replaced by Netscape Navigator, which I do remember that one. Wow. I do. I remember Navigator. I do not remember Mosaic. Neither do I. It sounds like a 
Apple iOS or something. It does. And or, back uh, then, OS. I don't think it was even called web route. It was like the information superhighway. Do you remember? Right. That? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so weird. Okay. Now let's move on to the 2000s. Can you guess what was the first social networking site that was created during this decade? This one I was able to guess. It's the social networking site called Friendster. Oh, Friendster. It had like a smiley face logo. It did. Right? I want to give it a hug right now because it's just sitting there probably somewhere. Oh. <laughs> okay, so let's move on from the 2000s and Friendster. We're going to move into the 2010s. We're getting a little bit closer to present day. Can you guess what was the first commercially available virtual reality headset that was released during that decade? Well, the first commercially available reality virtual reality headset was the Oculus Rift, Ooh. which I thought I had until right this moment. <laughs> we do not have that. We have Quest 2, right? We have Quest 2. So I guess it's Rift. the third? I remember this, though. A lot of my friends got it, and I would try it at their house. It sounds familiar. It for yeah, I didn't have it. <laughs> and I don't think it was Facebook yet. It wasn't purchased by Facebook no. yet. It's just Oculus. Um, all right, so let's catch up all the way to present day. What is currently the most popular form of communication in the year 2020? Definitely smartphones. They allow us to stay connected with our loved ones, work from anywhere, and access information at our fingertips, and including working from Disneyland. Right? Thank you very much. That is correct, and that is the Carousel of Progress game show written by ChatGPT. That was insane how much that game had us like tangenting. Like every single one we wanted. <laughs> Even to when about. I was doing my own thoughts in between, I felt like it was telling me what to say. It was really weird. <laughs> like I couldn't tell when I was scripted now. or not scripted. <laughs> we're going to find out this is all in our head this whole time anyway. <laughs> what if we're what we're scripted. saying right now was actually scripted so it made it sound like the podcast was more improv? <laughs> They'll never know. <laughs> They'll never, <laughs> ever know. Okay. Um, the funny part was, I guess they did. There was one answer where we all have blue balls. It didn't get, it didn't spit out the answer. <laughs> that on was the hilarious. Script. It like didn't know. So it was like, and it's best. The best part about it was that your next line was like, all right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, nope, we didn't have the answer to this. And, you know, now that we talked about the, um, we did the Tomorrowland segment earlier. It also makes me question all of the facts that it's saying in these trivia games. Right. <laughs> like, is that even real or true? Uh, but according to <laughs> ChatGPT, I guess it is. Okay. So the next thing we did uh, was equally as fun. But this one was more about asking the machine to do something on its own with no script at all. So what we asked was, hey, can you redesign Tomorrowland? And specifically, the question I asked was, Describe how a team of Disney Imagineers will redesign Disneyland's Tomorrowland to give it a more futuristic theme and storyline. And what I thought's interesting about this is it really broke it down almost like a pitch from Imagineers. It feels like a project plan. So I'm kind of just going to skim through it and read to us what the machine thinks Imagineers would do to redesign Tomorrowland. So it said, we want to break this up into six sections. Oh, okay. it says, yep, it says it's Who's going we? to have different <laughs> six parts of the redesign. 
And the first one is going to be research and concept development. Then the next would be storytelling, design and architecture, attraction development, technology integration, and guest experiences. So it said it's going to focus on those uh, six things. And I thought that was interesting because it's like already going into like project mode. Right. Um, so then I said, okay, I want more. You could chat back. It's conversational AI. So I said, hey, what are the new rides and attractions, shows, and dining that will be created? And it said, oh, I got that. It says, hey, for rides, how about a high-speed interactive roller coaster that takes guests on a journey through a virtual world filled with advanced technology and robotics? And then it said okay. another ride. Another ride it wants is an immersive flight simulator that lets guests experience what it's like to pilot a futuristic spacecraft. And then thirdly, the third ride said, a thrilling dark ride that takes guests on a journey through a futuristic city, showcasing advanced transportation systems and other tech innovations. Okay, I like this. Good, some good edutainment in there. Yeah, kind of epcot right? Right. And also, like, some of that exists. I'm, I was thinking the flight simulator. Mine's a Millennium Star Falcon. Tours. Oh, I guess Star Tours, too. <laughs> yeah. This one, they want you to pilot it. But technically, Star Wars takes place in the past. Yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> long time ago. Very confusing. <laughs> uh, the thrilling dark ride that it mentioned about a futuristic city. That seems cool. Like, also kind of Epcot. But it reminds me of People Mover in Magic Kingdom when you go through the set piece of... The world. I don't know. Was that is that supposed to be Epcot? They like call it something else, actually. City of Oh tomorrow yes, that was like the original idea yeah. for the one that has like a church. Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> um, and so here's where it gets a little interesting because rides and attractions and shows sometimes are all confused with the same thing. So I also asked for attractions and shows. So let's see how Chat GPT did with that request. So for attractions, it says the designers would create an interactive exhibit that allows guests to experience and learn about the latest advancements such as self-driving cars, augmented reality, and much more. And then it says another attraction would be a VR experience that takes guests through a futuristic city. So similar to that roller coaster one, I, I guess, or the dark ride. And then it says, this one's pretty cool, a holographic theater in Tomorrowland that showcases Live performances by futuristic characters. Okay, that's pretty cool. Right? Imagine like a sunny eclipse, but hologram, and it can change. And Yeah, and I, aren't they, they're able to do that now. That's like the, like what we're seeing with Harrison Ford right now, and Luke yeah. Skywalker, Carrie Fisher, all those people. And Walt's right now in Philadelphia at that yeah. museum, oh, yeah. right? The Hunter. Right. Bizarre. But yeah, why don't we have these things in Tomorrowland? Come on, even this <laughs> robot thinks we need to have it. Uh, Okay, so I asked for some shows, and the shows that it provided were, how about a live-action stage show that features characters from popular science fiction franchises and showcases technology and special effects? And then the second one was a musical production that takes guests on a journey through the future with technological wonders and advanced robots. There aren't any shows in Tomorrowland, right? Like actual there. theater Just live. Yeah, no. Right? There's the stage, nope. like some concerts. They just have the bands and the like dance parties. And then they have that poor theater that is now just turned into a preview or a 
<laughs> right. flashback theater, whichever it is. I guess for a while, this this suggested a live action stage show with sci fi franchises. They had the Jedi thing training in Disneyland's Tomorrowland for a while, right? right. For a short while. Yep. Interesting. I, I thought it was interesting that it specifically said franchises too. Like it, it right? knows. It like knows. It's like get some IP in there. Let's don't be afraid. So weird. Okay, and then the other segment that I asked for was dining. So for dining at Tomorrowland, it said a futuristic food court featuring a variety of dining options, including robotic chefs and interactive menu screens. Please. Right. So the first half exists. I mean the second half exists, I guess interactive menu screens. I know at McDonald's that they don't even have cashiers anymore by me. You have to use the screen. Right. <laughs> and they have ro- uh, they have restaurants that have the little robots bring you your food and come oh, by to right. make sure you're fine, like all that stuff. And I've seen so they can do it. on cruise ships, I've used the robot arms that make cocktails for you. Oh, yeah. Yep. Surprised they don't have I've that used at tomorrow. I a robot at a hotel room before that brought me tacos and towels. What? Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. They need it's that. So like cute. the contemporary or something should be. You can like rate it. It says, how did I do? And you give it a five star and it goes, ooh. And it like shakes. Oh it's so gosh. cute. It's the cutest thing. That is very cute. So I did ask for more because I want more, more, more. So I said, okay, I love all that. Love your ideas. How about a new <laughs> thrilling dark ride? And it went deep. I'm going to go a little bit into it. But it's going to sound repetitive at this point because it kind of starts saying the same things. But here's what it said. It said it would create a theme storyline for this new thrilling dark ride in Tomorrowland. And it would take guests on a journey through a futuristic city. So we kind of heard that before. uh, With advanced transportation systems, towering skyscrapers to highlight what it might be like in the future. It said that this thrill ride would also use immersive technology that would incorporate a a range of advanced immersive technology experiences could include high-definition projection systems, interactive elements, and special effects. And it says, it goes on about the interactive uh, elements. It says, throughout the ride, what if guests could interact and encounter elements that allow them to communicate with the environment and the characters? It says, for example, guests might be able to control their vehicles activate special effects or participate in challenges to advance the story in different ways. Um, it also wanted to throw in some high speed in here. So it said there'd be, there'd be thrilling twists and turns. That's kind of all it says about that. And then character <laughs> encounters. It also suggests character encounters. It said the ride oh. would feature encounters from characters from popular science fiction franchises. So there we are again. Okay. With all inserted. Right. Um, and original characters created specifically for the ride. That's cute. Aw, okay. It's like a I little bit of what? I give you some credit, chat GBT. Yeah, like what bit. we want versus what like the company wants. A little bit of both. Uh, and it says it will integrate the characters into the story and bring this futuristic world to life. Overall, this new thrilling dark ride would offer guests an exciting and immersive experience. Very cute. I like that. Now you're ready for a couple more questions that I asked it about this armchair imagineering. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear what they got. They're so far pretty good. Right? It's not too far-fetched. It's like within right, reach. Right. It's like doable. <laughs> yeah. Some stuff we've maybe seen before, but it's tweaking it and making it something new. It's all very futuristic. And so catching the purpose. I thought there'd be no Tomorrowland, especially if this is in Magic Kingdom. It wouldn't be complete without Sunny Eclipse. So I asked. 
I asked Aww. the robot or chat GPT, I said, well, how will Sunny Eclipse be incorporated? Oh, my God. And it's, I keep calling it he, but it has no gender, right? So it said to me, <laughs> it's meaning the robot, not Sunny Eclipse. So it said, hey, Sunny Eclipse is a popular character from the Walt Disney attraction Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe, who is known for his musical performances and upbeat personality. To incorporate Sunny into the redesigned Tomorrowland, we would consider the following options. And it says, oh my gosh. A live show. Sunny Eclipse could be featured in a live musical show performing his hit songs and entertaining guests in a futuristic setting. This show could be held in a dedicated theater or as a roaming performance throughout Tomorrowland. Stop. That is cool. Oh. Live, I guess it's a costume at that point. I'm not sure what that means. Yeah, I remember those... Um... Remember they had a few of those like walkable animatronic Yeah, there was the Muppet like the thing. Beaker and the, mm-hmm. what's his name? The doctor from Muppets. The, the Beaker one. And then there was the... The scientist. Trash can. Tra- oh, Push. Push. Yep. I think there was the a little dinosaur, dinosaur right? Yeah, yeah. there was a little dinosaur. Lucky or something like that? I forget. They're very cool. What if they could Ooh. do something like that with Sunny Eclipse? Yeah. I would lose my mind. That would be cool. It's, even if it was... I'd actually prefer it to not be a person in a costume. It'd be cool if they pulled off the whole animatronic roaming yeah. around playing music. <laughs> That'd be amazing. And you know how sometimes they do those piano bar, like um, those people like are really good at improv. So they could just make up songs on the fly yeah. about like what somebody's wearing or like what the weather is like or whatever. Oh, wait. Now I do want it to be live for that reason. <laughs> yeah. Because someone could be whispering in the ear about like the guests nearby. Right. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Um, It didn't stop there. It has two more suggestions for Sunny Eclipse. Wow. Sunny's got some spots. All right. um, Interactive performances. Integrate into a dark ride experience as an interactive character that performs as a hologram. Okay. So it's mixing in some of the ideas from before. And it said, what if guests could interact with Sunny, sing along to his songs, and engage in lively conversations? Oh, That'd be cute. Okay. And then the third one here kind of brings it all together from where he's from. It says, a dining experience as the third suggestion. So it says, in addition to his musical performances, Sunny could also be featured as part of a new dining experience in Tomorrowland. He could perform at a themed restaurant while guests are enjoying a meal while watching Sunny perform. That's kind of what it is now, right? That is what it is now, yeah. Okay, chat GPT. It was like one for three on that. I mean, it's not that in Disneyland, so give him a little credit. That's true. Him, it. <laughs> it. Um, okay, I really want this roaming live sunny eclipse idea, though. It's probably the best one it suggested so far best in one. this armchair thing. Yeah. Um, I did ask it to create a sci-fi attraction that includes a past recording from Walt Disney sending a message to guests <laughs> in the present day. So I started getting really specific with my request. Here. Yeah. Uh, and it said, yes, we could create a new sci-fi attraction in Tomorrowland that features a message from Walt Disney recorded in the past intended for guests in the present day. This could be done through the use of advanced technology and special effects there would be an introduction where guests would enter a futuristic room or pre-show with advanced technology and a greeting from Walt Disney. The message would be delivered in a way that makes it appear as though Walt is speaking directly to guests. This is so weird that it's catching up with what we were talking about like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> the hologram. And it like knows what we want. Oh, it's like, so That's weird. all we want. <laughs> I just want to have a conversation with Walt Disney. Is that too much to ask? Just a Evidently not because ChatGPT also thinks it's a great idea. Excellent idea. It also says <laughs> that there would be a message from Walt that talks about his vision for Tomorrowland and his dream for creating a world filled with innovation, technology, and adventure. Walt would describe his hopes for the future and express his excitement about the possibilities that technology holds for the world. They did, uh, they, it also said it would do an interactive experience where when, when guests listen to Walt's messages, they would be surrounded by special effects using virtual reality, holographic displays, and more cutting at Cutting edge technologies. It loves to just say that over and over. Um, so I don't know what's interactive about it. I guess you could walk around, Walt. Oh, we did the office, his office once in virtual reality, right? We oh, around. yeah, you're right. Like at the at D23 Expo, you're right. Yeah. So yeah. I guess interactive in that case could just be walking around immersively. Um, and that's conclusion. At the end of this experience, guests would be left with a lasting impression of Walt's vision and his enduring legacy. They would leave the attraction with a deeper appreciation for the role that tech and innovation play in shaping the future and a renewed sense of excitement about the possibilities of tomorrow. Aww. Now, written like pu- like a perfect like uh, press. Uh, that is great. Disney like a press. nice sign off. Yeah. Uh, and then I did ask, because this is a question that comes up a lot, which is, okay, well, how would you update Autopia? <laughs> and it said, it is a classic attraction. I'm going to go a little bit faster now because it is getting repetitive. Um, Autopia is a classic attraction, but it wants to give a fresh and updated feel to it. So they in- would incorporate technology. Um, and they broke it up into a few different things. They said, let's put some futuristic theming. So this is going back to driving through a futuristic city. Let's add some interactive elements, maybe mini games and challenges that you can play through your vehicle along the path. Maybe you would navigate through obstacles or even compete against each other to see who has different scores. Um, It did suggest here adding a VR experience on top of it, uh, wearing VR headsets that will allow them to experience the ride in a new and immersive way. I don't know how that would work practically. Maybe like an AR yeah, AR would make more sense because you're still driving yeah. in the physical space, right? Um, it said high-speed action, so it keeps wanting to turn the speed up <laughs> on all these Tomorrowland rides. <laughs> so Chat GPT said it needs to be high-speed. Guests need to be racing through the futuristic city to re- really experience a wide range of twists and turns and make it more thrilling and exciting than it is today. And then this one also mentions character encounters. To add an extra layer of fun, guests could encounter popular characters from science fiction franchises, again, um, <laughs> or original or original creators, characters for the ride. Um, that's kind of interesting. Right now you get to see that Honda robot, right? Yeah. Right. Osmo? Or it's not Osmo. It's like another it's like a Honda like version. A, yeah. I don't know the full name, but it's... Um, it's there, but does it interact with you? I guess it's like decoration. Yeah. If anything. I don't even remember, because it's been so long since they've been on Autopia, and I'm going to lie. I can't even remember if you see it when you're on it, other than the railroad, which is so funny, because <laughs> I've been on the railroad so much more often than Autopia. <laughs> I definitely remember seeing it on Autopia, and he's like different poses. Like there's different versions of Does he have a him. dog, too? Yeah, I think so. Too. I can picture it. Um. <laughs> 
now what I what I liked about the AI's version of uh, Autopia is we usually hear about electric cars being the replacement, like fans usually say that. Right. Um, it didn't really say that, and it focused on being able to drive through the futures, a futuristic city, which actually makes sense like, too. Yeah, I think yeah. you would need both of them. Could you imagine yeah. sitting on the old Autopia cars while driving through a futuristic city? <laughs> that would be really weird. <laughs> Um, yeah, we want both. Okay, so chat GPT said so. Um, okay, so I got even weirder. And I said, <laughs> okay, now let's insert the Muppets into Tomorrowland. I said, design yes. a new theater show in Tomorrowland hosted by the Muppets. Because we love when the Muppets host anything, right? Yes. Um, so it said there'd be a theater. And that the plot would be a storyline that takes guests into the future. But the Muppets are leading them along the way. The guests would encounter a series of challenges, but they're, with the Muppets' quick wit and humor, they would overcome the challenges and find our way back to present day. So we'd kind of get like lost in time. They'd probably have some funny hijinks along the way. Um, I love it. it said there would be performances throughout the show, a variety of musical numbers, skit, and comedy routines that showcase the unique talents of <laughs> Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, Fozzie Bear, and the rest of the gang. I'll do it for you. <laughs> It said their musical numbers will be both entertaining and educational, teaching guests about the possibilities of the future. Okay. Edutainment again. I love it. Edutainment. It says overall a new theater show in Tomorrowland hosted by the Muppets would be a fun and entertaining experience that showcases comedy and innovation. Oh. All right. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> they can kind of be I inserted mean, anywhere. I can anything Muppet. Yeah. But... <laughs> you can kind of just stick them wherever. Um <laughs> okay, this next one is, I think, the last... Yeah, this is the last thing I, I bothered the chat GPT on when it comes to... I love our... that you feel that you're bothering it. <laughs> I'm like, I have more questions for you. Uh, so this is its last armchair, armchairing Imagineer, which is going to lead us into our next segment. So I asked, hey, provide the plot details of a ride that includes an encounter with a xenomorph. Dun, dun, dun. So Xenomorph, Aliens. Tall, dark, and terrifying. You quizzed me on that on a previous episode, too. Um, (laughs) And so here's where it gets funny is because I wasn't very specific on my question. So ChatGPT thought I was asking for the Muppet Show to incorporate the Xenomorph. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's kind of amazing. It it, kind of is. So it says, all right. It goes, the Muppets are on a mission to explore the future. But things quickly take a dangerous turn when they stumble upon a xenomorph, a fearsome alien species from the classic sci-fi franchise Alien. The xenomorph has taken over Tomorrowland and is terrorizing the guests, and it's up to the Muppets to stop it. Throughout the show, Muppets encounter a series of challenges to outwit the xenomorph and save Tomorrowland. They make the show more interactive by encouraging guests to participate in the performance and scare the xenomorph away to help the Muppets in their mission. For example, they might have a sing-along where where, uh, audience participates in the songs and comedic routines or take part in mini-games integrated into the show. As the show reaches its climax, the Muppets face off against the Xenomorph in an epic showdown. The theater transforms into a high-stakes action scene, complete with laser guns, explosions, and other exciting elements. (laughs) In the end, the Muppets come out on top and defeat, defeat the Xenomorph, saving Tomorrowland and restoring peace to the land 
of the future. The show will close with a triumphant musical number celebrating the victory and possibilities of the future. Wow. Wow. Okay, I mean, (laughs) it's giving me like real true 80s vibe though because they did a lot of that back then, like the really cutesy stuff and it has some really dark moments in it, like Dark Crystal kind of, like... Where it's like scary, but like the rest of the film is super adorable, or even like Secret of Nim. Oh yeah, there was some dark Black you know Cauldron. I mean? like, yeah, I was like had uh, Horned King, and then yep. they also did a lot of those um, weird face-offs back then, like Scooby Doo meets the Three Stooges, like just random <laughs> IPs just would go together. So Here, why not? Yeah. Let's see what the Muppets will. <laughs> Do you think the Muppets can take a xenomorph? Dun, Find dun, out dun. on our new episode in the Disney <laughs> show. Wow, I gotta give some props. I think the the AI did kind of good. It was entertaining. Here it was it. definitely entertaining, right. and there are some good ideas. And now I actually really want a Muppet attraction in Tomorrowland. Right, I think it could work. Or anywhere, please. <laughs> All right, our next segment, written by artificial intelligence is going to be the history of the extraterrestrial, I can never say that, extraterrestrial alien encounter. So yes, I am very excited to talk about one of my favorite Disney World attractions today. I know you haven't experienced it, but it was such a unique and out-of-this-world experience. Well, I can't wait to hear about it. What was it called again? The attraction was actually called Alien Encounter, uh, and then also Extraterrestrial ah. Alien Encounter, I guess, all in one bundle. Wow, they were doing those long ride names back yeah, then, they too, always happen. with the colon. Uh, well, what was the concept <laughs> of Alien Encounter? Alien Encounter was a simulated extraterrestrial experience where guests would be like taken on a journey through space and then you come face to face with a live interactive alien. It was terrifying. And the idea was that the alien had crash landed on Earth and was being held captive in the theater you're in. What? That's very intense, but also exciting. Who came up with that idea? So the idea for Alien Encounter was first pitched by Imagineer Tony Baxter in the 1990s. What? He was inspired by like science fiction films of the time and wanted to create an attraction that would bring the sense of adventure and excitement to life. Oh, Tony Baxter. Well, that's incredible. Who were some of the other Imagineers who worked on the project? It was designed and created by a team of Imagineers, including Tony Baxter, Exitensio, and Bill Roper. They brought the project to life using a combination of special effects, audio animatronics, and live performers. What? Wait, why is it no longer there? It closed in 2003, actually, uh, due to low attendance. And then the feedback that came from the guests who experienced it, they said it was too intense and frightening. (laughs) Uh, So the Imagineers had to create an experience that was true to their vision, but it was too intense for many guests, especially families with young children. Which that's, is very popular at Disney World. That's a shame. That means we'll probably never get Muppets in Xenomorph. Um, but what's the rumor <laughs> mill saying right now about like a potential replacement for the attraction? 
So there have been rumors floating around that a new attraction based on the Toy Story franchise will be considered to replace Alien Encounter. Um, but it's still in its early stages, and Imagineers are said to kind of be exploring different concepts still um, and ideas for the space. And then what happened to that Stitch attraction that took place in the old building? Oh, I'm glad you remembered that. So the Stitch attraction, which placed replaced the Alien Encounter, was called Stitch's Great Adventure. It was an interactive ride that allowed guests to join Stitch on a wild and adventurous journey through space. The attraction was... Very popular with guests, but it was later closed in 2016 again for low attendance and outdated technology. Yikes. Some rumors suggested that the space may be used for a future attraction, but nothing has been announced yet officially. Huh. Well, that's the history there. I never got to write it. And I think ChatGPT did a decent job explaining that, right? I think so, too. However, I think they're wrong on all the Imagineers. Oh, my God. That's so funny if that's true. What about Tony Baxter? Is that at least true? I don't know. I mean, he was definitely, like, full on in the game during that time. Um, I can't remember, but I, I the Exitensio one is, like, I don't know. <laughs> I got excited when I saw that, but I was also like, okay. I could be wrong. These just sound like... I think it was like the next generation. Like I know Jerry Reese worked on it. So I feel like it was like the next generation of Imagineers after Tony Baxter. You know, like just the next one under them. I thought what it year was... did it say it was opened? Did it say it in here? No. I'll have to look that up. I actually want to dive into that at some point anyway, too. But Yeah, we should go deeper. I, I rode the ride on YouTube the other day. Um, and <laughs> it's, it's dark, so there's not much you could see. Uh, but it looks, it sounded very intense. And then I didn't know that there's supposed to be blood dripping on you at one point. And then yeah. there's also a live actor or the cast member who checks the seats also has to like drop a flashlight or something weird. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This definitely um, deserves a, a deeper, deep space dive. The thing I remember the most about it is that it jumps. Uh, you have like you're in a, a seat like the theater is in a circle and there's like three or four rows of seats um, and you're in this chair and you have like this whole top part over you. So like your um, your favorite, the uh, what is it called? Armrest. Yeah. And then it's this whole contraption above your head, too, that like has, you know, scents and water and all the stuff that happens on your face <laughs> during the attraction um but you can feel the alien it like goes pitch black and he's traveling around the room and he'll jump on your shoulders like he'll he'll feel the armrest pressed down like he's on top of your little cage thing it's heck of scary <laughs> and you can feel him breathing on your neck <laughs> i did so do the scary. stitch one so i remember um i remember the seats being claustrophobic for me but the stitch one was yes I guess it was kind of cute. I was just so stuck on the fact that I never got to re ride the scary one. So when I was oh, riding so the Stitch like, one, what is this yeah, that's like what? <laughs> and he like eats Fritos or it's kind of corny. Well, he I also had the same feeling because I got to ride it. It was like, well, what the hell is this trash? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was exactly the same uh, reaction. <laughs> womp, 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 womp. Hilarious! It's only good if you don't know what you missed, right? That is true. Okay, so our final segment of today's episode that is largely written by ChatGPT comes full circle to one of your favorite Tomorrowland attractions of Yesterland. What would that be? 
My for, favorite. For oh. Hey, hey. Oh. Wait, wait. What's a good line from there? <laughs> Trash cans. Captain no, EO, baby. No, no idea, but I know you love Captain EO. So I had to ask <laughs> ChatGPT what they would do if they created a new reboot Captain EO attraction at Disneyland today. So that's our final segment. I'm going to read you um, its project pitch here. So it says uh, there are some possibilities here. First, it would be a combination of 3D and 4D elements. And so the original Captain Neo was just 3D, right? No. Did it? Do stuff? Because I know the Honey I Shrunk the, did, right? That came after. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. the. It definitely had, like, lights around the movie theater that would do stuff. And the... See, I think this was also after Honey I Shrunk the Kids, or the audience, because the, the floor would bounce to the music. But I think that was added Oh. when it came back. And, like, blowing um, air and all that stuff. Was that... I don't know if it was there yet. I don't remember. No, no, I can't remember if it was before or not. Well, in this it's new hard version, when things come back. It's like which one is which. <laughs> in the new version, it's going to have it. So there, um, <laughs> it's going to have interactive elements as well, special sensors and technology that allow guests to control aspects of the show. Um, it's going to have the most advanced audio, animatronics, and visual effects, uh, high-resolution projections, surround sound, and tech advanced lighting so these are all kind of like obvious right so it starts to talk about the story it said it's going to incorporate updates to the original story that's nice for some nostalgia and then okay. incorporate current themes and issues that are relevant to today's audiences Ooh. okay i don't even know what the story was about <laughs> the regular one i don't know they kidnap about... kids or something what'd you say did they kidnap a group of kids no. Oh, I'm thinking of <laughs> Thor, Love, and Thunder <laughs> right now. You're hilarious. <laughs> no, this is basically Captain Neo was saving the day from the sup- uh, Supreme Leader. Was that really her name? The Supreme Leader? I think so. Snoke. <laughs> Angelica Houston. <laughs> Angelica Snoke Houston. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I did say, well, you need to tell me more about the story and the cast and the music. Um, so it did. It said, the new story would be built on the premise featuring Captain EO and his crew as they embark on a mission to save a distant planet from an evil ruler. However, the new version includes updates to reflect modern day issues such as environmental protection and social justice. What? Oh. The plot would emphasize the power of unity, teamwork, and the importance of standing up for what is right. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Okay. That's kind of vibing off the last one, too, because at the end, like, Michael Jackson saved the day with, like, music and song and dance, right? Oh, I like that. Okay. So I said, what about the cast? It said the new cast would feature a mix of established actors and -and up-and-coming talent. For example, the lead role of Captain EO could be played by a charismatic and energetic actor with a strong following, such as Dwayne Johnson or John Boyega. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I think Dwayne sings. John doesn't sing, to my knowledge. Uh, It said other key roles could be filled by talented actors known for their singing and dancing, 
like Zendaya or Lin-Manuel Miranda. Okay. So this thing knows Disney, like this yeah. chat GPT. <laughs> like it those does. people are all within Disney's reach in yes. contracts, right? That's crazy. So nuts. Okay. So the music would feature an updated soundtrack incorporating elements of pop, rock, hip hop, and R&B, as well as a mix of classic and modern instruments. The soundtrack could feature original songs performed by popular artists of today, such as Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber, and Billie Eilish. The music would serve as an integral part of the show, helping to drive the story and create an experience for guests. And then it goes on to summarize. This is just one example of how it would create a Captain EO attraction at Disneyland. So it sounds like it has more. If we kept asking, it would probably keep giving more. Oh, my God. I love it. That seems wow. fun. Okay. Maybe I like Captain EO. I just don't love Michael Jackson, but it doesn't mean I hate Captain EO, I guess. It seems like a really cool um, Tomorrowland thing. Like it belongs I was almost getting that vibe off of maybe not, but like the social justice being brought up with like having it had been Michael Jackson before is just kind of interesting. <laughs> yes, I I hate to say it, but he would have loved that storyline, all of yeah. it, right? Social yeah. injustice, environmental protection, right? All of <laughs> yeah. it. I wonder if that's why it said it. That is so weird. Like he had that whole album about um, what about? He's like yelling, and the the plant is on fire. What about the Earth in the park. <laughs> Wait, now you're mixing it up with in the closet. <laughs> All right, keep, keep it in the closet. Yeah. On the beach. All the no, it's having like, sex or something. On the park, you and me. What, what about, about us? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Okay, so I, I'm all for this new Captain EO that this AI built for us. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so oh, what did goodness. you think about this episode? Kind of scripted, non-scripted? We had some improv in between, but the gist of it was written by AI. It's pretty crazy. I uh, I feel like there's a lot of fact checking that needs to happen yeah. if you use ChatGPT, um, which might take just as long as you doing the research yourself. Right. That's a good point. Because <laughs> that's what it's supposed to uh, save you the time from doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it often like the what I got out of it is, first of all, I want to use it for work a lot. Yes. Like it really like that part where it broke down the proposal into like six different sections. Like that could be a starting point, even if the content isn't there. It's like, yeah. oh, I get some ideas out of this anyway. That's so. exactly it. I think I love it for a starting point just to get yes. you away from like thinking, overthinking and just to get something on paper. Yeah, yeah. And then totally. you can edit. Even for like our scripts, I thought it was a nice way to like keep us on time within a topic and then we could just add our own script in between. Yeah. And I mean, it had a good flow. I also like I don't feel like it went too far off of like how I would naturally speak. Like it felt casual. Yeah. It didn't feel like robotic, you know what I mean? Or like having weird punctuations or anything too crazy. It was pretty human-like that's got to be the <laughs> Just... most impressive part is yeah it's like the conversational aspect uh i also think this technology so there's more than chat gpt that's the one that's uh in the zeitgeist that was the word i was thinking of in the beginning of the episode in the zeitgeist right now people are talking about chat gpt but google's creating their own apple's creating their own and they're layering it on top of their existing artificial intelligence virtual assistants i, I don't know i really like it and it's it's a little terrifying, but exciting at the same time. And I'm all about convenience over anything else in life. So 
<laughs> this thing wants to write my papers and update my resume. I mean, have at it. Chat I can't even imagine. <laughs> if we were still in school, I, I don't know how they're going to deal right? with this right now, how they're going to deal with it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I wonder, too, if you were to type in the same prompt from like two different computers or two different people. Like if you and oh. I put in the same prompt, does it say the same thing? That's a good Does test. it know us, too, by our history? Like what? You know, we should that try is, that out. That is really weird. We should test it out. But this is very futuristic. It's way more futuristic. This episode, actually, of the Disney Holic show is more futuristic than Tomorrowland <laughs> in either in any of the Disney. <laughs> right? Yeah. We want more of this. We want the the wonderment. <laughs> and I like how you said it's a little scary because there is something scary about the future. Like a little bit of fear of the unknown. We need that back in Tomorrowland. We do. Well, thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed this very futuristic episode 125 of the Disney Holics show. Follow us on social media at the Disney Holics. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, send us a message on Instagram or email us at fanmail at thedisneyholics.com or ask ChatGPT where you can find us. Ooh, see what it says. Woo! Bye. <laughs> Bye. You can't see it's just another problem.
Man, I really want to go to Disneyland. 